We ready. We ready. We ready for, for some stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
I've been working on my uh, pyrokinesis, but I'm, <laughs> I haven't fully clicked into it yet. <laughs> someday, someday. Yeah, right now it's just me struggling on the couch. <laughs> Although, if you get pyrokinesis, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed, honestly. Right. Tristan got mutant powers. <laughs> got, that's the thing, how they're not mutant. We all have the ability, we just have to tap in. I mean, For once, pyrokinesis? Yeah, telekinesis, pyrokinesis. I mean, the all reality is the making of our minds. Uh, I mean, if you can start stu start fires with your mind, I would be your student. I would follow <laughs> you into life. the desert. Uh, <laughs> people be climbing mountains for pyrokinesis, for first sure. first disciple of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean I never have to buy another Bic? <laughs> Where'd Rob go? <laughs> uh, he's in the forest learning how to conjure fire. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He's happy. He's healthy. <laughs> Honestly, that's all that matters. Right? Um, so, if you couldn't have guessed, maybe the intro didn't play. So, you're like, yeah, of course we didn't guess. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe maybe, um, maybe our, uh, uh, our listeners aren't uh, fans of the football. I'll be surprised if they don't know that, Like, I mean, here's the thing. I am not... Someone that you would consider a watcher of sports in or general. Or football enthusiast. A sporting gentleman. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a doer than a watcher. Sure. Uh, but I knew the song. I, you know, I did play a bunch of Madden as a kid, though, you know? Like, yeah. Turn it into a flame. Oh, yeah. I feel like most people have at least heard it a few times, you know? Even if it was just like, ugh, Uncle Matt at Thanksgiving again. Yeah. Right. Ugh, Uncle Matt. <laughs> I don't have an Uncle Matt. <laughs> I have a cousin. Okay. Cousin Matt. What are we talking about today? Well, some speculate, and I have such evidence to support that the NFL rigged. Rigged. Ah. Uh, I thought you were going to go with a bigger swing. NFL doesn't exist. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've all been lied to. I'm watching AI. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just type in what they want to see, and then AI makes the whole. I mean, it's really cool stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this AI thing. I made us a bunch of like uh, potential show posters in it. Right? Mm. All, all of them containing rock. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so about. They just knew. Yeah. Well, this isn't necessarily a new concept by any stretch. Definitely not. I no. think especially this last season has renewed vigor in this myth. Um, um, Colin is definitely uh, a supporter of the Bengals were cheated. I mean... <laughs> if that's I've, a conspiracy. I've watched a lot of football. Mm -hmm. I consider myself not necessarily an enthusiast, but a student of the religion is fair. Okay. Uh, and I've never seen anything like what happened in that playoff game with the Bengals versus the Chiefs this year. Uh, but we don't need to get into that specifically. That's not the mystery. The NFL is rigged in general. In general, the mystery. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've definitely heard that they, uh, the commissioner favors teams that have like new uh, stadiums and stuff. Uh, they they want to get that merch out right. there. and Yeah, so they want that kind of story to... <laughs> exist. You know? That's yeah. definitely part of it. A big yeah. part of it. It's it all comes down to money, obviously. Yeah. Uh, money, but, money. you know, match fixing is, like we were saying, not a new occurrence in sports around the world. Accusations of rigging in favor of one team have been, uh, you know... Rampant. Yeah. Yeah. 
So even though football is the most popular sport in the United States, uh, there's been a bunch of controversy, which I guess comes with being the most popular sport. Yeah. I do wonder, too, like, what the difference is. Like, I wonder if football's, like, heads and tails above the others. Like, it has 300 million viewers, while basketball only has, like, 80 million or... I don't know what like the, the actual, exact number. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious, like what that gap looks like. You know, I feel like it's pretty big, at least in the United. That's States. what I'm thinking too. Is that there's like a huge gap. Yeah. But I wonder. Yeah, I do wonder the same thing. I mean, it does help that football, its final game is just one game, whereas basketball, it's seven games. What about so you baseball, can't, like the World Series? Or baseball whatever. is also seven, seven games. games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's you can't throw all your advertisement behind one game's commercials like mm-hmm. you can the uh, Super Bowl. That makes sense. And Other we, sports, <laughs> you missing out. Just yeah. make it a one-time event. America is about advertising. <laughs> like, no, no doubt about supposed it. to go and do seven shows showing <laughs> that she's pregnant and throwing <laughs> blood. No. Uh, so... Is the NFL rigged? The NFL is without a doubt rigged. Right? <laughs> <laughs> End of mystery. Let's get the yeah, problem so solved. We just have the rest of this blood just spilled. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but like we were saying, it is a for profit organization, and for profit organizations want to make that money. Yeah. Yeah. Usually uh, that's their first priority. Yeah. And the rigged matches, so I guess they were saying, like, not all of them are rigged, but, like, you know, to the point where it matters. Key matches. Right. They're usually high-stake affairs, <coughs> prize pools in the millions, if not billions of dollars. Uh, so, of course, the referees, officials, and even the players uh, are on the matchmaking fix to make it happen. Right. Uh, something to note is that the NFL in general was invented in 1920 by a guy named George Hallis, who was part of the Chicago mob. Oh. Uh, and so <laughs> the sole purpose of having the game, or a game, the whole purpose of making it was to have a game that people could bet on. Oh. They could fix the odds in their favor. Oh. Interesting, wow. interesting. Yeah, because it seems so weird that, like, we have all these sports already. We got soccer. We got baseball. We got basketball. The original football, which is soccer. Yeah, exactly. Like, why not just bet on those games? But they're like, no, we're going to create a new game that we control completely. I mean, there's nothing in it that, like, surprises me that they made a new game. You know, they make mm. new games every week, right? It's true that, like, uh, Spikeball is becoming more popular. Cornhole is becoming one. more popular. Spikeball is the one with the net. The little little trampoline. One. You, like, slap yeah. it yeah. down. Yeah, I've seen that game. They got Pickleball, too. Fastest growing sport in the world. Pickleball, baby. Or maybe America. I don't know. These are claims that are made by other people Pickleball. Play the game. <laughs> Pickleball's blowjobs, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you pickle and you ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's self-explanatory. But, like, all That's those other sports, what I was saying is they're worldwide right the whole world plays them this is only america's game so only america can like control that they have completely secured it within the country although now i was gonna say yeah now not 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 so much but be if for the longest for 100 years but those are technically other leagues this is nfl specific yeah 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 i get what you're saying but yeah they got the uh england is now in football sure 
It's hard. It takes a lot. Like, you have to have a certain level of privilege for sure because you have to afford pads. You have mm-hmm. to get, like, uh, 22 people together. Yeah. You, yeah. 22 fucking people. When's the last time you tried to get 22 people to do anything? It's tough. It's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, it does make sense that it's not the most accessible sport, especially if you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And how do you get a fucking goalpost? <laughs> you don't have a goalpost <laughs> for field goals and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, the less economically abundant towns or whatever, probably just, like, some sticks. Yeah, right? All we've got are these leather helmets from 1928. (laughs) Try not to hit each other too hard. (laughs) Also, can't go much more down from here. (laughs) Uh, Another interesting (coughs) thing is that they are officially classified as an entertainment entity. Much oh. like the WWE WWE. wrestling. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard this critique many times. And, like, you'll even hear people at games yell out, Entertainment sports! Yeah. Because that's, like, a dig that it's not a real sport. You're just, like, putting it on for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Which we all know wrestling is real to a certain well, extent. But obviously make, the, the outcomes. They are still athletic. They are still performers. They are yeah. still putting their body on the line. Uh so it's just the end result is predetermined. <laughs> but the like injuries are still real. You know, yeah, people yeah, still yeah. get hurt. People sure. still you definitely still hitting each other. Yeah. But so like you're saying that like soccer and all those other things aren't considered entertainment, or all sports is considered entertainment. Well, specifically the NFL is classified oh. as an entertainment. And I mean, like, how does one? I don't know, not qualify for the other thing. You know, like, <laughs> is there paperwork that they need to, yeah, do define. they have to go through scrutin- scrutinous, well, uh, think, you know, you just have to file for the business license or whatever. Like we are the Council of Entertainment Sports versus Sports. We <laughs> decide what is sport versus what is entertainment sport. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how does the NFL make money? One way is, uh, Sports bench, it has a large fan base, you know? So, oh, yeah. Sure, just merchandising in general. $8 billion dollars annually. And just attendance sales as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so technically, they have two earning streams, national revenue and local revenue. Um, so national revenue is... Uh, the negotiations with like TV stations and like, the big deals, yeah, yeah, where it's not uh, not specific to teams, which, like Bengals gear or right. what have you. That's or the, that's local or the stadiums, yeah. for that matter, yeah. And I guess it's like divvied it up. So like the national revenue is used to pay the thirty-two teams who are part of the NFL, and each team gets an equal share of the money despite their performance. Oh, really? So like if you're contracted to lose or whatever you don't really care because from what the nfl is going to get paid you're going to get the same regardless like sure i'm like certain players have different payments but like the team owners themselves yeah it's sort of spread evenly across yeah that's interesting uh especially because it makes it interesting that like de-incentivizes adding teams so, like, if there's 25 shares and then mm-hmm. you add the Texans, which they right. did, now it's 26 shares, so you get that much less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's where 
there's a lot of money in that standard and the big players would like to keep the money coming in whether you know you're the boss player or a referee sure uh, the local revenue earnings are brought in or just yeah they're brought in by ticket sales and yeah. merchandise and sponsorship from corporate entities um, and that means that other teams benefit more than others depending on the sponsors ticket sales and merchandise sold but the revenue is high enough to keep the teams and the NFL you know enjoying the, the flow sure <laughs> hard to complain when you're making money hand over fist Right. Yeah, but and I mean, I got to assume that that Super Bowl, the winner of the Super Bowl has to make a lot more money than the loser. Oh yeah, there's incentives to winning. I'm pretty sure you get bonuses for like anything you do in the Super Bowl. I mean, and your Touchdowns. once your contract is up yeah. and yeah. stuff, like they can uh, they can negotiate a higher contract if they were on a Super Bowl winning team as opposed to a Super Bowl playing team but it sure. also comes down to like a little bit of like charisma or whatever kind of like with wrestling they'll write you injured or out and then you're a nobody or they love you and they make you the face or the, the heel or <laughs> yeah. you know the rock Dwayne johnson yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only question is are you uh Dwayne the rock johnson or are you like Bugsy Snake Boy. Bugsy <laughs> I couldn't think of what that was like the shittiest wrestler name I could come up with Bugsy on the Snake guy. Bugsy Snake Guy. He <laughs> never caught on with crowds. We tried and tried. <laughs> uh, so yeah, how exactly does the rigging benefit the NFL? Uh, so in 2019, the National Football League made 15 billion in revenue. The current NFL commissioner. Roger Goodell uh, was optimistic of prospects of the estimate revenue increase of more than $10 billion by 2027. Wow. Money is the name of the game, and if they can find a way to increase their income, rigging works by increasing the interest of the fans in the game. If they can influence the game and create non-existent hostility, they will generate more revenue. So the whole my team versus your team, uh, us versus them. Yeah whole rivalry things that just fuels the fire so they're gonna write in oh so-and-so gets in a fight with so-and-so or so-and-so gets uh, a call on them you know just to rile the fans up make it a drama make it riveting and something to, oh i gotta stand behind and i got now i gotta buy the shirt i gotta buy the <laughs> helmet i gotta buy the big juice thing yeah they definitely push their narratives and their stories and they like to like assign all this different shit to their star players and stuff so yeah i wouldn't want to see a boring season of anything uh, yeah of anything (laughs) you want to keep people coming and staying tuned yeah i get i mean but it's it's got to be hard for those teams that are just always losing you know like that's that's got to be a pretty boring season for them that was Bengals for the longest time but here's the thing you're still a professional football player where you're playing football yeah. and making more money than you know you could be working at a Ralph's making $13 an hour sure so like are you really going to complain that you're not like <laughs> yeah, sure even we're not the, the winning no, team I got, <laughs> yeah. even the lowest tier of all no I think Rob was yeah. speaking more to a fan perspective uh, yeah okay. just yeah. like like what there's you know there's teams out there that are always losing yep. yeah and like Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like I got to assume that maybe the the uh, the calling of games and things like that only happens at the highest 
levels. So like if your team is winning, oh, general, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like they're not gonna because call they're, a game they're, for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Roger Roger <laughs> yeah, Goodell yeah. is not being like keep the Lions losing. <laughs> this is good for the season. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Other sports could be rigged too. So like if you look at baseball, you have like. Um, teams who are known for losing but then that one magical year they oh, yeah. it out and yeah. now from now on everyone's oh but that one year remember that yeah. one year yeah, absolutely so that's all it takes is like a couple little nuggets a couple crumblies <laughs> sure yeah, I mean, I that's that. exactly the Bengals and franchise people love an underdog story yep yeah we gotta I feel like in the last uh, 20 years or so we've had like the Chicago Cubs finally winning the Boston Red Sox finally winning the Los Angeles Dodgers finally winning a World Series like but for the it was almost 100 years and need, none of those teams were winning sure and then they finally in the last 20 years all three of those teams suddenly without you know I mean here's the thing new players becoming you know old yeah players for sure and so yeah it's like a team is gonna lose forever is ridiculous yeah exactly because those people are gonna leave the coach is gonna leave they're gonna new people are gonna come in yeah so anything is possible right yeah yeah in that amount of time frame too the you know you've got fucking owners turning over at that point multiple times yeah something has yeah. to change and I mean like the I I believe that it's in the uh, football because I believe it's also in all sports is sure. kind of what I'm thinking. But I mean, I will say that 100 years of whatever, you know, 100 years of them losing, people still sat in those fucking seats. Yeah. There are still people who are like, I'm at every game. Yeah. I'm a diehard Red Pride. Sox fan. Yeah. yeah. And like, they'll be there no matter what. I still remember with awe how many of the dads in my hometown of Fort Thomas would come and watch us practice. <laughs> Not just come see the games, but like on a random Tuesday at four where I'm like, don't you have a job? What are you <laughs> doing here? Many of the dads it in just town. touched their heart in such a way that... Yeah, for whatever reason, they're super connected to that sport. I mean, I guess... I mean, I didn't really grow up in a town like this, but I've seen obviously movies and TV shows like uh, Friday, Friday Night Lights. I consider my Varsity Blues or whatever where like the whole town is fucking like obsessed. I consider my hometown to be maybe not quite at that level because it's obviously full on entertainment but it's pretty close. Yeah. I and mean, you have worn the whipped cream bikini so. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Right. What am I boring? <laughs> um, so yeah like as I said before TV <laughs> You know, the, that's like their biggest bulk revenue. And it makes, uh, you know, the commercials and the ratings, they got to play on the human emotions to keep those who didn't make it into the stadium glued to their TVs. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, it's that melodrama. Like, especially now, they've really honed in, like, new camera techniques. Like, I caught one game. Oh, I'm yeah. not a watcher, but I've caught a game here and there. And they got, like, the zippy thing flying around. They got... Super close-ups. They got oh, yeah. mics and the, thing. the helmets. Like, it's drums. a full-on yep. show. It's a production. Yeah. I remember at one point there was a, an interior face mask that could, like, tell you plays and stuff from the coach. Wow. I think that didn't end up, like, actually getting implemented. But yeah, it was that'd just be like Because it's got to be fucking expensive. Like, unless your team is, like... 
based in New York or California. <laughs> yeah, unless you're like <laughs> one of the top. I don't know how you could afford that for every single helmet. I've got to imagine it's also got to be a little... It wouldn't be for every single helmet. The idea would be you get it for your quarterback. No. And they can communicate to the rest of the team. Yeah. But, but then uh, they're like, okay, I mean, the cost still. of that helmet or the cost of that little Velcro thing they wear. <laughs> yeah, the for real, for real. <laughs> the Velcro thing's working. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to light our second blunt here. Nice. Going to some of this guap, too. Guap, guap. Two. Uh, so... Also, the big money maker for the reasoning behind rigging games is like the betting. You know, yeah. everyone's betting on the games. People are making huge, huge amounts of money, losing huge amounts of money. If you're at Vegas, you can literally watch the odds change as you watch the game play. So, like in quarter one, one of the quarterbacks is demonstrating like a hurt ankle or something like mm-hmm. that, the, the odds change. Uh, they get a couple touchdowns, the odds change. And so there's like really no limit to how much money you can potentially make on a game. And here's the thing. It's not just the fans who be doing the gambling. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got all these players, <clears throat> coaches, bosses who are also taking part in the gambling. Uh, Green Bay Packers... Again, I'm not a sports watcher, so I'm going to say a lot of names throughout this yeah. podcast. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably know who they are. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah. Green Bay Packers, Paul Hornung, and Alex Karras, and the Detroit Lions, Paul Hornung, and Alex... So the same people, okay. Oh. <laughs> convicted of gambling and suspended for the upcoming football season. He didn't, uh, Alex didn't stop there. He also wagered a game between the Giants and the Packers uh, despite the suspension. And, uh, you know. Oh, so he continued to bet even after to he was it. suspended? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bosses has all, have also been caught gambling. Uh, at least three major team bosses were either called out for their gambling problems or forced to sell their teams to settle gambling debts. <laughs> yeah. This is nothing new to me yeah. either. Like, I feel like you hear about somebody getting in trouble for it every year. Uh, a case in point is the former owner of the Eagles, Leonard Tozy, or Toes. Toes. The old Toes. Yeah. <laughs> he was so caught up. Gambling. Can't walk without him. <laughs> Walking all over the place. Uh, he had to sell the team to settle debts. And we're going to break his toes. Uh, He's like, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet my toes and I ain't got (laughs) it. I bet the toes and I lost. (laughs) Uh, He was almost arrested for payoffs and corruption. Uh, But he's too slippery. The slippery. <laughs> couldn't couldn't arrest him. They tried to catch him by his toes. But yeah. <laughs> Hands go right through the cuffs. So slippery. Can't catch me. <laughs> you can't catch me. I'm an Ely boy. I wriggle away with lots of joy. <laughs> you made it so much more like enjoyable. <laughs> These cases prove that gambling is the center of the fighting claims there is no way that players and team owners can risk it all without knowing the outcome of the play so you know 
Oh, I see. It's so, like they're doing it with such confidence that they're like, whatever, I know I'm about to win big because I know X, Y, and Z. So some examples of what people believe have been some rigged games. And maybe this, your game will appear in here. I don't maybe, know. yeah, sure. I well, we'll just lead with that. Bengals Chiefs, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was this year, not last year. I might be wrong. Oh, man, I made a terrible mistake. What mistake did you make? I just, like, left all the Roman numerals. <laughs> you left them Roman numerals? What was that, like 36? Yeah, that's 36. Yeah! <laughs> Go me. Super Bowl 36. The game was skewed in favor of the New England Patriots, but most fans will agree that it was not a pro... It was... I don't know what they were trying to say. There. It was alleged that the Patriots made a, re a recording of their opponent, the St. Louis Rams, but it was never confirmed. Oh, was that... Uh... Bill Belichick, was he the coach at the time? Because I remember hearing about him uh, getting busted for videotaping the opposing team's practices or something. So, like, he knew uh, what plays they were Yeah, exactly. Like, I thought, I I thought think, there was, I think that might have been 36. That might have been this. And in this scenario, he was given said tapes. Yeah, that's too, as like part of the rigging process. Like, here, this oh, is the okay. plays. I see. Yeah. I do feel like I remember that happening. Yeah, because, uh, well, we all know that Bill Belichick is a cheater. Yep. And uh, most all of the New England Patriots are all cheaters. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure he wasn't, like, reprimanded that much because, like, he was basically told by the higher-ups to do it, and then he got caught, and they're like, bro, I feel like he caught? I feel like he kept coaching. Oh, he did, yeah. He's coaching uh, Deflategate. Uh, yeah, yeah, for when, sure. when, uh, when they were taking air out of the balls. Yeah, when Tom Brady was uh, deflating some some balls. I wonder so, if that's on this list. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, but I mean, yeah, no, this is just uh, these are just music. Tip of the are, iceberg, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've also seen uh, videos where they say like they have not like mag magnetic gloves or whatever, and they put like a little string of magnets in the balls, so you could like do all those like crazy one-handed like oh. catches. Oh, well, I mean... Or it basically just slaps to the hand, and it's like... Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I want to see some fucking one-handed catches like that. That's what gets me into the seats. I mean, Rob's in for Magnum. Yeah, ball. when I was watching as a kid, like in the early 90s, and it was just, you got that one-camera view type of thing. Oh, man, I was bored out of my goddamn mind. Uh, I was like, people watch this for fun? <laughs> I was like, let them take steroids. I want to see them running faster, jumping, jumping higher. Yeah, I mean, like, he was, was interrupting my Sunday morning cartoons and stuff. And so, like, I want to see them be Superman instead of right? my cartoon being Superman. <laughs> exactly. Super Bowl twenty five. Another sad depiction of just how rigging has... It's claws in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills had made superb plays. And, uh, you know, they were going to make the finals. However, the kicker, Scott Norwood, made the game. Uh, the laces were in. <laughs> That's right. Laces out! Laces out! That's a reference to Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I'm just realizing we're old people now. Making or the people may not know us. Do yourself a favor. Watch Ace. I feel like it holds up personally. Oh, yeah, no, it's... The ending is a little cringy. 
No, no, it, yeah, it's definitely uh, the puke of its time. Is unfortunate, right. but yeah, other than that, it holds up quite well. It's of its time, but everything that Jim Carrey does in that is I feel like it was more genius. just that he was lied to. Well, yeah. you watch, watch it again and see yeah, if you yeah. don't feel weird about it. I mean, I, I felt. I think I've always felt weird about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl three. Conspiracy theorists believe that they fixed the game. Super Bowl three, yeah, well, wow. way back. I mean, since its inception, nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Do we know what year Super Bowl three was? Nineteen sixty-five, I think, or nineteen sixty-six, something like that. No, wait. I think the first Super Bowl was in sixty-five. Nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah, it was a great year, guys. Yeah, it was. I mean, in some ways, other than Vietnam. I mean, right. I just mad like six. Nah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's when the uh, Beatles broke up. Um, I think uh, a couple musicians died. I can't remember. Yeah. But 1969 was Abbey Road. So that was a good year. All kinds of stuff. Got great music that year. Yeah. You know, like all years. Highs and lows. Yep. The ebb and flow of life. True. <laughs> the further we get away from them, the more impactful they feel. Right. Uh, so they believe that they fixed the game to put the New York Jets in a favorable position in the NFL and cement a merger between AFL and the NFL uh, that was in the works. This feels so uh, like... Tropic Thunder? No, Game of thrones <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> we will allow the Detroit Lions to have that comeback this year. Exactly. And we will take the win from the Patriots. They've had enough. <laughs> enough of you, Patriots! <laughs> <clears throat> and what of the Bengals? Enough of your Bengals! I tire of them! <laughs> Give it a hundred years. <laughs> and then they shall have their return. It'll be the biggest season ever. Yeah. I'll be screaming who day on my front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, is the NFL really scripted? <laughs> Former Chicago Bears running back Benny Cunningham. <gasps> is he a whistleblower? He tweeted, the NFL is scripted, but they make us sign something so we can't go into detail. Ooh. Tired of holding it back. Who wants the full story? <laughs> But when he signed his uh, non-disclosure, he just signed it, fuck you. Right. <laughs> He's like, tricky, I tricky. <laughs> I outsmarted him. I actually wrote Benny Kaminya. <laughs> <laughs> I put down Jack Niehoff. Nice. <laughs> uh, you don't have one, Rob? God, you're supposed to be an on-the-spot <laughs> comedian. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, fruit here. Amanda hug and kiss. Thank you. <laughs> Holly, I was worried about you for a minute. <laughs> he is not the only one to be a whistleblower. Okay. Uh, in addition to the Bears, <laughs> Benny also played for the Rams and Jaguars and was released by the Jacksonville franchise on August 11th. He's currently a free agent. I don't know why I put that in there. <laughs> in case you're shopping around right if you're looking you know, <laughs> you're looking to well, spend a few million it sounds like he was on a team when he tweeted this and now yeah. he's not yeah he got he got booted uh so you know come out as a whistleblower much like uh police do today they come out as a whistleblower then they're fired 
Yeah. So uh, is it? A, I guess that's why I put that in there. Good, good job, V. <laughs> oh man, past you was so smart. <laughs> you did it. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Made it so I didn't look super stupid. <laughs> Uh, if you ask anyone who was rooting for the Falcons a few years ago, the Pats come from behind victory looked like something that could only be written in a movie. Oh, man. Uh, unlikely outcome scenarios aside, there are throngs of armchair quarterbacks who believe that the script has more to do with less than scrupulous officiating in a game than it does with actual player collision. Collusion. I wonder if... You might talk about the Seahawks against, um, I can't remember who it was against, but uh, they decided to do a two-point conversion or something like, or decided to, like, instead of going for a field goal, I can't remember, but at the very end, they lost the game when they could have won it, and it was like a huge upset. It was like the dumbest call in all, like, I think they faked a kick, uh, a, a field goal and tried to run in on Touchdown. Yeah, touchdown or something like that point. at the very end. <laughs> and they're like, no, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't oh, remember I what it was I'm against. Talk about no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like that. Awesome. I, I feel like I the feel like seven that. football fans <laughs> know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of people in Cincinnati and Kentucky, I guess the greater Cincinnati area, so Indiana as well, uh, were upset at the Kentucky, or at the Bengals versus the Chiefs game because at a very like key moment in the game, there was an extra attempt at third down, basically. So they said that they blew a whistle at the start of the play because the ball placement on the field was mm-hmm. not right. Uh, so that play happened, and then they reset okay. the field. Because they watched tape or whatever. Exactly. And I think there was another penalty or something, but basically they just like kept giving them third downs, which felt like three I, chances yeah. to get the fourth down. Right. And so pretty much most of the area, that conspiracy theory is going around pretty hot that the Bengals had to lose that game, and the refs mm. were instructed Trying to... Like, real hard. Uh, figure out however you can to yeah. get the Bengals to lose possession of the ball right here or it's whatever. Like, bro, I don't know what else to do. Like we've given them so many chances. <laughs> yeah, and I will say that was super weird. I don't know if I go so far as to say rigged. I can't prove it, right. but it uh, definitely was one of the weirdest things <laughs> that I've ever seen in any football game. Yeah, eyebrow. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it before. Never seen any team get that many attempts at a third down. And also just calling a, blowing a whistle because the ball's in the wrong place right. in the field. I don't know. It's weird. It wasn't like a false start. It was, it was just like, if anything, that's your fuck up. Just yeah. Let the, it go. The rest placed the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you going to do? I should say that Benny did send out a follow tweet now. <laughs> Saying uh, that he was just joking, but like obviously he's like kicked off a team now, so it's like, was he joking, or or was he forced to say he was joking? Now he's just trying to be like make amends and be like, look, I would rather be with you guys than against you guys, and I'll say I'm joking and I'll Mm. try to like ride off the whole thing, and so can I suckle at the teeth again? They took his toes. (laughs) They took his toes. (laughs) 
those we have toes. a ritual over here right <laughs> in honor of our good dear friend uh so other whistleblower aaron foster called the league scripted the four-time pro bowl player described it on his uh Macrodosing podcast with PFT. <laughs> hey, big shout out to Macro yeah. Mike, yeah. Macrodosing. Get it. PFT. Good for you. <laughs> We're big fans of macro macrodosing. Is it supposed to be microdosing? <laughs> Maybe. What are, what's <laughs> like 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 blowing something off? Like yeah. <laughs> How do you microdose that? <laughs> <laughs> You only give a little oh. bit of like in your daily life, right. I guess. A constant, a constant stream. Just a little, yeah. Just a little bit of that. Wait, is that Paul F. Tompkins, PFT? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd know. listen to that. If it's Paul F. Tompkins, I support Paul F. Tompkins. So wait, Rob was check it on out. that podcast or this is his podcast? What did you just say? Oh, it yeah. Said, it said in the article, it said his podcast. Okay, so I don't think it's Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, then there you go. It's his name. It would be very odd if Paul F. Tompkins his had a podcast Aaron Foster. with Aaron uh, Foster, huh. this random NFLer. So he said that's what practice was all about. It was practicing the script. It was like the WWF. So it's like, you know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh,. So, like... It's WWE now. Yeah, he doesn't know that. Yeah, for sure. I referenced it earlier as WWE. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. that's I mean, his quote. His I got you. Uh, I got you. Well, what, what year was this made? Because it was the WWF at one point, so maybe that's true. Although it was podcast, and podcast is both. Saying, yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's just dumb. Unless he's talking about the World Wildlife Foundation. Maybe WCW. <laughs> Yeah, NWO. The best, the best version of wrestling that ever existed. New World Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Sting? <laughs> what other things do we know about wrestling? <laughs> we're, lo- we're losing the audience. We're losing it. <laughs> we're yeah. talking about early yeah. 90s wrestling. Yeah. had a sock on his hand. Oh, yeah. That's uh, uh, Mankind. Mankind, yeah. yeah. He was also a dude love. And Cactus Jack. And Mick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of many characters. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Um, so some people are like, okay, well, if that's true, why did you follow the part of the script where like injuries, you know, cut your career short or whatever, forced him to retire at 30, uh, you know, but again, it's like, that's maybe why he's salty and coming out against it now, because like when you're in it, you're, you do, you know, you sign contracts, you got paid, you're going to do whatever. And, you know, it's, I'm sure it's also very cult-like where, like, you do what they say or, like, not good things happen. So, like, it's possible that the producers, like, wrote him out of the show once he came out and said that, uh, you know, he had views outside of what the NFL liked. Mm-hmm. Just like a cult. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never been. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't you have to stand on a fence one time and like shout out Jesus's pain or something? That sounds pretty cool to you. No. Was, you sure? I went to, you I sure went to you church were in camp. A cult for a couple days. I did go to a Christian church camp or whatever it was called when I was in uh, 
fifth <laughs> to sixth grade. Um, it wasn't traumatizing at all. I know, right? You know, they, they, they make you climb the to, to the side of the uh, church all the way up to the top where at the top of the steeple they have this plank that goes out about, you know, 10 feet or so. And you have to stand at the end of the plank, raise your arms up, making basically a cross, Christ-like cross, and then screaming, just, ah! And then you go back to the No child ever fell off this dead plank. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just like a diving No, they, they board got, they the... got you, you harnessed and everything. You're not in any oh, danger okay. whatsoever. Uh, I just pictured like a plank, you know, like a pirate. You know, walk the plank. Yeah, yeah. essentially it is like that. You're just walking the plank and then... But it has a harness system. Yeah, you're, somebody's down there with a harness and stuff. You're never in any danger. You're, okay. Like you're... And then like if you want, when you're climbing down, they're basically lowering you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but they're just trying to get you close to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You just. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It was. It was. It was weird. Even as a Your children have such soft voices, <laughs> we need to get you closer to Jesus so we can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> even with all my religious background, that's still a weird one for me. Yeah, that's that's one of the few things I remember from that camp. It was a whole like week, but yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you much that happened. Blocked it out. <laughs> Good. Just Leave it there. Couple the mechanisms working. <laughs> to rear its ugly head one day. <laughs> there was that one time. Oh, ice, cream. <laughs> ice cream. Ice <laughs> cream. Uh, so the new news to throw flame to the fire is that Netflix announced a brand new docuseries called Quarterback. Oh, um, I thought that was a refund. Give me a fuck. <laughs> couldn't come up with a man to hug this earlier, but he's got that in his back pocket. Oh, man. You tell you asked me what time it is at 2.30. You're going to get an earful. If I gave you a dollar, you could keep most of the change, because all I really want is a quarterback. <laughs> That's from The Replacements. Nice. <laughs> uh, so the show is surrounding the experience of three NFL quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, 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 Kirk Cousins, Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is the current winner. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh no! He, did he did he win the? Uh... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just won the Super Bowl. Was this oh. for 2022? Uh, the 2023, I guess the 2022-2023 season. So I guess, because this show is during the 22 season. Okay, yeah, that would be 2022-2023. Oh, well. So according to the announcement, these three men were all mic'd up for every game of the season, meaning that Netflix knew exactly who the series was going to focus on before the season even started. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is a happy uh, accident if if uh, if they didn't, if it wasn't already pre-planned, yes, it's you very know, odd that prior to the season, Netflix just somehow managed to secure the eventual Super Bowl champion, a walking meme with numerous viral moments throughout the season, including leading the largest comeback in the NFL history and a veteran forced to mentor a rookie who controversially stepped away from his team down the final stretch of the season. Huh. I mean, it's pretty epic story. Netflix is in on this uh, football. Well, it's all what I talked about earlier was like the revenue streams or whatever. So like, that's definitely you know 
they the NFL made the deal with Netflix, and Netflix was like, "Yeah, we use you know, you know." So like, right? Yeah. Uh, that's three quarterbacks with widely different plot lines from the twenty-two all coming together to form an all-encompassing narrative with several different points of view. Very interesting. Yeah, it'd be a shame if like Hulu tried to do its own thing and they gave them the quarterbacks from uh, the Detroit right, so Lions. they just like <laughs> Chicago Bears, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. We gotta bury this. Nobody. You said they were gonna win. <laughs> what do you mean? These are the three quarterbacks you're coming back to me with? Do you know anything about football? <laughs> You got me the Detroit Lions quarterback, <laughs> Chicago Bears quarterback, and who was the, the, the guy, guy from Brown. the Texans, maybe? God. So, yeah, again, how does Netflix execs even land on the three quarterbacks without knowing what was coming for each of them? You couldn't ask for three more random quarterbacks. Uh, the fans say, like, yeah, the Mayhomes makes sense. He's an obvious MVP candidate, and the Chiefs were always Super Bowl contenders, supposedly. Uh, but the question is around, like, the other two. Uh, and the question is what would, you know, in what world made the big wigs at Netflix go, like, yeah, these guys, they're going to bring the viewers. Mm-hmm. Suppose I mean, again, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah. So say take whatever. I'm. These are opinions of. Yes. Uh, you know. But who's to say the internet? The internet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The we, faceless people of the internet. Yeah. Hopefully our viewers know we're talking about things we found on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we do not have uh, proper evidence of these things. Yeah. So there could be an argument for cousins because of his famous catchphrase and uh, the Kirk Thuggins persona he d- developed over the years. I don't know who Kirk Thuggins is. Me neither. Neither do I. Uh, <laughs> what was his catchphrase? I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? That's a salami! I know! <laughs> <laughs> I will say that he was a guest on the Manning cast during Monday Night Football Week 9 and had just earned mad credentials for his virtual shirtless video on the Vikings team plane. I'm just uh, picturing him popping up and dropping a new catchphrase. Right? Clang, clang! <laughs> Not in my suit! Dollar, dollar, billion? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Put that one in the attic! <laughs> so, like, you know, he, he's been doing some, like, cringe-worthy stuff, so it's, like, weird that, like, they landed on him to be, like, their go-to second guy or whatever. I guess it's interesting to have that dynamic and that foil if you have one yeah. quarterback who's going all the way and then another quarterback who's controversial. Yeah, somehow this man who's only claimed to fame prior to 22 was three words, you like that. That was the Oh, there you, there you go. You like, you like that? You like that? Is it a question? You like that? It's a question <laughs> exclamation point. You like that? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, he manages to claw his way through numerous one-possession victories, the largest comeback in NFL history, and their first NFC North title in the Cousins era, all coincidentally the year that Cousins is mic'd up. Mm-hmm. 
then you have that Marcus Mariota. 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 It's for me, Mariota. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> <a> simple plumber. <laughs> so again, he was another weird choice, not an obvious one. Um, he was. Not only was he one of the worst rosters in the league heading into the season, but he never made so much as a headline during his career up to that point. He'd been a backup in the NFL for three years at that point. So why choose him? But thank the lucky stars, it just so happens that Mariota's wife has their first child around the time that Mariota gets benched for rookie uh, Desmond Ritter. And then Mariota opted to undergo knee surgery, even though he'd never appeared on a team injury report. And then morphed together to create interesting drama during the final stretch of the season. All while the Falcons were still in the playoffs hunt in the NFL South. Yeah, huh. it's all scripted. <laughs> this, is, this is like a soap opera. And then, uh, you know, he uh, is in a coma. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then his twin brother surgery. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he elected to have knee surgery. Yeah, even though there was, you know, because they're like again, like we need some harrowing some, events, right? Like, yes, yeah, so uh, you go under this, do the knee surgery, and yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when people heard that Netflix was coming out with the docu series, it was like, why these three? Uh, and then each of them had a pretty interesting season. And then, uh, you know, people are like, dang, yeah. Like, how do you... The, the, the chances of all of that, like, just falling into the laps of Netflix for the three guys that they... It's not like they mic'd everyone up and, the, you know, sure. oh, these guys have the most interesting story. They were right. all quarterbacks, though, of a team. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. They picked three quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, so I mean, you got to assume that they had to think that the current quarterback or uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback would be uh, an interesting choice. Yeah. So well, you no, they're in going in. They didn't. Know yeah, he, they didn't know right. he was going to win the Super exactly, Bowl. But yeah. they're probably banking on a team that's a contender. Were all of these teams like contenders? Well, this is claiming that it's too oh. coincidental. Like, no. it's too coincidental that these three quarterbacks were chosen. I yeah. think if you threw a camera and microphone on three different quarterbacks in the league, it's probably going to be pretty interesting no matter what. Yeah. Um, or is one of them going to win the Super Bowl? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. You know, it could just be random chance. This yeah. is asserting that it's definitely not. This is soap opera written, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, whether to, you believe that or not. To be the the advocate for the other side, I will say that, like, you know, sometimes people do perform better when there's the pressure of the camera or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. The camera's on, the red light's on, I gotta do the best, I got you know, some people fold under that, and some people rise to greatness. Sure. So maybe just that, that experience of having on the show was enough to push him yeah. to be this come from behind story or whatever. Sure, yeah. Added layer of support slash uh, weight, if mm -hmm. you will, where it's like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, that's why that's that a big fuel on the fire for why people are like wanting to say that it's it's rigged or whatever. Sure. I will say it does have a shitload of moving parts. Uh, so I feel like it would be one of the easier games to rig. You know, like soccer, you don't get as many injuries. You don't get as many people like thrown off the field or like getting league violations Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I feel like there's just a lot of moving parts. So it does feel to me like it would be easier to get away with a a few things. things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Tamper with it or whatever. Who's to say? Here's the thing. Um... There has been a growing rise amongst the fans who feel this way that it's yeah. rigged or whatever. I feel but, like it's a common complaint every yeah. season, but especially if your team got the raw right. end of it. Yeah. It doesn't affect the revenue. If anything, it just continues the that's one of the, the main fuel of the fire. That's one of the main takeaways from this for me is like even those teams we talked about, even the Bengals, like People are still in the seats every season, no matter what. Obviously, more so now because they've had some success in recent years. But, like, 20 years ago, people were still going and checking out the Bengals stadium. The tickets were still more expensive than the Reds, you know, like. Yeah, and I feel like if one day it does, it's, like, official, confirmed, it's predetermined or whatever, I I personally feel like it's not going to change it. Like, look at wrestling. For a yeah. long time, people full-heartedly believed it was real, and then it came out that it was predetermined, and did it affect... It was it like, oh, wrestling is done? No, no. it's still it's going anything, right now. It's even become more of a, a thing. Yeah. Like, those actors, if you will, went on to, like, go and do films and TV. And, yep, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, biggest star in the world. And we do have football players or other sports athletes who kind of do the same right now too like they'll have like a, a bit part in it or even something like mma boxers yeah you name the sport there's a potential for crossover lebron james batista uh michael jordan uh meta world peace uh oh we, we were just talking about the movie ace ventura dan uh, marino dan oh marino. yeah dan marino yeah. <laughs> for his like, little bit part yep yeah. <laughs> there was another great quarterback story Dan uh-huh. Marino yeah so you know I'll leave that up to you if you believe that it's rigged and it doesn't change your mind and you still enjoy watching it and you know there's still a drama there's still if anything they're making it again like Rob said more entertaining yeah. for you to watch so if you're a football watcher be happy that yeah. they're making it more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for just, sure. Just enjoy the ride. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to like be too invested in these people. Just you know, enjoy enjoy the sport for what it is. Maybe yeah. don't bet on it though. Oh yeah, don't because yeah, yeah, unless you got the inside scoop, uh, you you'll never have the inside scoop. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't believe no Jimmy down the street. He don't know. <laughs> He don't. He's not the inside scoop. All right. You'll just just watch the game and enjoy it. Don't. Listen to Jimmy. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Jimmy's got, got all the stories <laughs> and all the truth. <laughs> but yeah, I'll leave with you with that. <laughs> to bet, not bet. No one's telling you how to live your life. Make your own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to High Mystery of the podcast. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. Thanks for listening.
New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.